Do you ever wonder why some people who you've never heard of before all of a sudden appear everywhere? Andrew Tate is an Anglo-American kickboxer turned influencer whose extreme misogynist videos have helped make him the most viral man in the world. Bang out the machete, boom in her face, then grip her up by the neck. On December 29th, he and his brother were arrested by Romanian police as part of a rape and human trafficking investigation. The Matrix has attacked me. A few months before their arrest, I was in Romania trying to get access to their so-called secret society, the War Room. The War Room is the most powerful network on the face of the planet today. To get inside, I had agreed to endure a professional cage fight in Romania. I know he's gonna Come lose, on, but wow, he's actually in there. Along with a hundred Tate superfans. We shouldn't be slaves, we shouldn't be working nine to five jobs. I need to evolve, I need to get better, I need to evolve. I'm not tough on myself, nobody else will be. That's what I learned from Andrew Tate. He's saying, hold, hold on to What I found out. My plan was to sow anarchy. Is that this recent arrest appears to be just the tip of the iceberg. This is definitely a hit piece. I don't care. The real story. We've clearly conquered the internet. Began years ago. There's not a single female complaining. Do you think there's not a single no, no, no. female complaining? Have you seen one? Tell me. My ex-boyfriend was radicalized by Andrew Tate. He was sweet, and I guess vulnerable to being brainwashed by Andrew Tate and his cult. People don't know what he's done. <laughs> by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on the wise real everybody welcome to episode 306 of the Art and jacob do america podcast i'm your host in the place of you mr jacob p and sitting right across from me is the brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to the millions and millions what the fuck is going on guys 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 go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they got the coffee beans. they got the hibiscus tea they got the cacao butter they got it all guys use promo code america at checkout to receive 15 percent off tell them Art and Jacob sent you. Take a picture of yourself wearing the fucking, wearing the hats, wearing the hoodies, wearing the hibiscus tea all over your body, <laughs> doing a hibiscus tea bath where you just dip yourself in there, post that on Instagram. That's got to be some, some kind of healthiness. Yeah. Uh. Hibiscus tea uh, enema, just like getting all that poop out all of All those there. toxins. Yeah. Isn't that what Justin Timberlake does? 
I, I Look don't. it up, dude. Justin Timberlake <laughs> is like the poster boy for enemas. Really? Yeah, he really is. Dude. He's like really into enemas. The only thing I can picture right now is like that scene from The Nutty Professor where like the dad is like at the head of the table and he's like, get your colon cleans. I'm going to clean my colon right now. And then just Justin Timberlake like passing gas all over the place like on stage and shit. Yeah, isn't, he, isn't, he, isn't his girl Scarlett Johansson? No, it's Jessica Biel. Justin Timberlake? Yeah, no, no, it's Jessica Biel. For some reason, oh. I thought he was banging uh, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. He but. ain't on that level, dude. This uh, is a Jessica fuck, Biel's This is in 2002 no more, dude. No? Yeah, he's... he's. How old is Justin Timberlake, dude? He's older than I am. So he's he's got to be in like 40s. in his mid-40s. Yeah. And he has like... You know, he hasn't scored a hit in a while. And he's had those like little like races bouts where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like very like anti-Jamaican type of thing. You do know about his like his like fucking anti-Jamaican like racist shit. That is shit very thing. specific. Well, Rihanna, Rihanna is like of Jamaican descent. I mean, has some look up. Look up. She's oh, from do, Trinidad. Do do this on like your own like leisure or whatever, where he does a terrible, uh, I guess Trinidad and Tobago accent. Okay, and does some the very like, does some very like bad. Caribbean things on a and then doubles down on it. It's really weird. It's really awkward. But I'll let you do that. Yeah, Justin okay. Timberlake, not not the Justin Timberlake that we remember from 2002. Not with the the top ramen haircut. Yeah, bring back the top ramen haircut, dude. Bring that, back that's that what guy with know. the jean jackets and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember when he was matching like Britney <laughs> Spears? They were all denimed out. That's a good Halloween costume, by the way. That's a good couple Halloween costume. But um. But anyways, oh go to cavemancoffee.com, use promo code America. Speaking of America. Halloween costumes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, promo code America for 15% off it, guys. And speaking of sponsors, guys, no, she does not have a matching denim jacket with her significant other, but she is great. She is powerful. Guys, I need everyone to head on over to sucreapparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So head on over there, buy everything that you love, want, or desire. Uh, maybe perhaps buy somebody that you love, want, or desire some sucre apparel. But before you guys hit checkout, before you enter your credit card information or PayPal or whatever the fuck you do, your cryptocurrency that you got from hustlersuniversity.com, before you do any of that, guys, before you do any of that, I need you guys to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But Art, we're not talking about the cancellation of Justin Timberlake and his top ramen haircut or uh, how he hates Jamaicans or people from Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. He doesn't hate them. He just, you know. he just did culture. Oh, what is he culturally appropriated <laughs> or did a bad impression? Like, I, yeah, I'm, you know, he's kind of he did he did the uh, he did the the equivalent of 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 two thousand nineteen blackface. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tobago. Oh, okay. But, I don't uh, know. but anyways, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. He's all good, dude. He's he he wrote Crimea River, so he gets he gets off the hook on that one. So before we move on to our actual topic, remember there was a time when we were like still doing music where I suggested that we do a cover band, but it's like metal versions of like Justin Timberlake songs. Yeah. I kinda regret that now. Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. You know who did a cover of Justin Timberlake? A band that you would never expect to do a Justin Timberlake cover band. Ghost? Ghost? No. Uh, <laughs> they probably would. They suck, dude. Yeah. Um, the Dillinger Escape Plan have a really? Justin Timberlake cover. It's actually really good. I did oh. not know it was a Justin Timberlake song. 
until I like read like written by Justin Timberlake <laughs> and Timberland. And I was like, what? Justin Timberlake and Timberland? And it was like, that's a complete cover song. It sounds so good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it should just be a, a Dillinger Escape Plan song. You should put it at the end of the this episode. Episode or whatever. But okay. Amazing. Shout out to Justin Timberlake and Timberland for writing that. Nice. Uh, get back together, guys. Stop hating on the yeah. uh, the Caribbean. What are, what are we here to talk about today? Ladies and gentlemen, we're here about talk about one of the most popular men on the internet. <laughs> one of the most, like, America's current sweetheart, I suppose. Andrew W. Tate. I <laughs> 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 say Andrew W.K. or something. Andrew W.K. <laughs> Mr. He's just here to party I, hard, everyone. I, I was calling him Emroy W.K. Tate, <laughs> but you said it's... Uh, it's Emery Andrew Tate the third. Yeah, that's his legal... That's his government name, yeah, dude. Given to him by the good people uh, in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. His yeah. mama and his papa. Yeah. The mamas and the papas, the band, <laughs> gave him that name. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. our, why why is why are we doing a goddamn topic on Andrew? Tate? So I mean, we'll give you a little bit more background as we go along. But let's face it: whether you whether you know everything about him or you know nothing about him, like he's kind of unavoidable. He's all over the internet. I just thought he was kind of a fun topic, mm-hmm. um, kind and of a controversial figure. It's been kind of a while since we did like a person, just mm-hmm. a, a person, like a biography, an any biography, if you will. Yeah. A person. One of the cool things to me is like, I guess I didn't want this to be like straight up biography. Like mm-hmm. he wants to hear this because he's still alive. He's only like in his mid thirties right now, mm-hmm. mid to late thirties. So like, it's not like he's like we the story's the book's done. Shut it down. Like yeah. you know, it's he, an ongoing story. We're in the middle of the books. Too. Yeah, I think the the thing to me is like. The I've always been a fan of like, of like the middleman. I guess like w- what I would say like is the middleman is like the person who who doesn't matter but tricks you into making them believe that they matter. That's why I've I've always viewed it as like the middleman doesn't matter kind of thing. That okay. the, the 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 used car salesman like you want to buy a car you don't need a car salesman to do that. But that person somehow tricks their way into making like 15% off the commission sale. Or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that to me is like the middleman's element of yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always been fascinated. Like I've always been, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of those people, but like even like a Donald Trump, like Donald Trump, perfect example of a dude that like feeds off the anxieties and like fears of Americans and like mm-hmm. creates this like middleman figure that tricks you into believing that you need him in your life to like do, you know, X, Y, and X, Z, y and Z your way through this, yeah. that type of thing. And so, like, I've, I, you know, I know that they're usually viewed as, like, the bad guys or whatever, but, like, I find them fascinating. Like, whether mm-hmm. you think they're good by, good guys or bad guys, you can't deny that they're not at least fascinating. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come in with, with him. I was like, t- it's super interesting topic to cover. When you suggested this topic, I was like, oh, that's going to be hilarious because I always, I, I, I got to admit, like, I was very ignorant to Andrew Tate. I did see, like, the stuff that's going on the internet now where he gets arrested in Romania, you know, for mm-hmm. picking on, you know, Greta Thornburg, you know, and he had pizza boxes that tipped off where he was at or whatever, right? I did see that and I was like, oh, okay, it's, this is going to be a hilarious topic. But when I started doing my research on it, I was like, oh, oh, wow. Like this is, this is, this is a deeper topic than I, you know, uh, bargained for. But I'm, I'm glad we chose it because there is something about individuals like this. That, and it seems like, 
th- th- this happens cyclically. Like as as long as I've been alive, there's always a figure that pops up that's like this that has the golden ticket that's going to show you the way, like the Mandalorian, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And then somehow, some way, there is this downfall because obviously, their success or success is unsustainable. Absolutely, like. I can't remember. I'm I'm blanking out on the name, but there's a guy who was really really popular on the internet, maybe about like five to ten years ago, mm-hmm. and he had a, a video called like "In My Garage." I'm blanking out his name completely. I always thought he was a good guy to cover because he is the snake oil salesman that mm-hmm. like tricks you into believing you like you ain't shit because you're not a millionaire. Like, mm-hmm. look at me. I was in a trailer park and now I'm a millionaire. And like his whole thing was like he faked it till he made it type of thing. And I wish I knew his name because I totally blanked (laughs) out his name. But I feel like Andrew Tate is like the new version of that. Oh, definitely. And like, I think that that's why he's like so like interesting in covering that type of character. And it's always the same thing. Like I am the shit now because I have this many, these many women, uh, because of my boats, because of my cars. That's literally like what he was, uh, bragging to Greta Thornburg about going back into like the early nineties, you know, when I was a child remember that show in living color, they were doing a parody of someone just like this. It was like this Asian guy, like he would come on TV and if you send him like $20 a month, he'll teach you how to, you know, make money off of people passively. And then he's like this nerdy dude. And like, he's got all these like hot bikini models with him, like on his yacht. And there was this like gigantic downfall that, uh, in living color parodied on him. That guy's name is Ty Lopez. I just looked him up. Oh yes. Yes. Ty Lopez (laughs) is a guy. I would still want to cover him because you know, ultimate fraudster. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was so good at like making people believe that he was like, this is larger than life. Like he, he would spend money to like make money, like rent, like Lamborghinis and all this stuff. Hollywood Hills mm-hmm. mansion. He would be courtside at all these Laker games and be like, "Look at me, I'm a millionaire. I used to sleep on a couch in like my friend's living room, and like now I'm here like courtside hanging with Kobe or type." <laughs> type of thing but it was all like built on this pyramid scheme of how you can be there you go and like that's the word super, I was searching for super fun well. guy but anyways all right let's get into this yeah, let's so get into this guy. andrew w tate <laughs> andrew w tate <laughs> when it's time to party we will party, party hard. hard let's do this uh born 1986 so in our age group right yeah, yeah. like totally gets it yeah. american british guy you know, according to his Wikipedia, he's just a, a media personality and businessman, professional kickboxer. The professional kickboxer thing is the... That's what threw me for a loop. Yeah, I didn't understand that he was uh, he had any, like, physical abilities at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is kind of where, like, he gets his beginnings. Like, if as far as, like, his fame comes from, it starts really with the kickboxing world, mm-hmm. where uh, he starts doing that in 2005, so probably what is that like right after high school yeah so at 19 years old uh he while working in in tv advertising so it seems mm-hmm. like to me like his whole like beginnings is kind of propelling him to where he would be at today so uh, you mentioned it he was born uh, december 1st 1986 in washington dc which threw me for a loop because i always he's always presented as this british guy that kind of has this american accent born in washington dc uh his dad emery tate I, i'm gonna assume the second uh, was an international chess master. Uh, his mom worked as a catering assistant. Uh, she was actually from the United Kingdom. So mm. uh, dad uh, actually was in the Air Force for a bit. 
Uh, he got diagnosed with personality disorder, uh, but he, he was super smart. So he had all these uh, uh, problems, and he gets discharged from the Air Force, but he was this world-class uh, chess master uh, due to his high intellect. Uh, but Papa was a Rolling Stone. Papa, you know, we go on months at a time, uh, these chess tournaments. And Andrew Tate, I think, on a podcast, now this is secondhand information that I read from an article, uh, he, his dad came home from after being out for two months and came home for about 20 minutes, started arguing with the mom, beats her and says, like, I'm responsible for everything you guys have. But they were living in the slums. Goes off and he doesn't see his dad again for two more weeks. Uh, so that was kind of his childhood in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, too, as a child, uh, at the beginning, at five years old, he started, Andrew himself starts competing in chess tournaments with a, with adults. But mm-hmm. soon they had to remove him from those tournaments uh, because he would get uh, emotion, too emotionally distraught if he lost. You know, two things that um, were kind of funny to me. Well, not funny. First of all, his dad, I guess, was like a pioneer in like, African Americans doing chess because that was like kind of I don't want to say unheard of but it was super rare that like mm-hmm. anybody was doing that back then. And two, apparently there's a movie called Little Man Tate. <laughs> Real movie, dude. My girlfriend brought this up to me last night. We were talking. We went to that wedding last night. We were talking. I was like telling her like, oh yeah, we're covering Andrew Tate. And then she was like, did you know that he's like like a world renowned like like chess player? And she's like, I think they made the movie Little Man Tate based on his life, which is a real movie about a. In the movie, it's a little boy uh-huh. who becomes like this like world renowned chess player. In reality, it was like a little like he was like a guy struggling with dwarfism. Oh, like, like Haspula or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So who is like a world renowned chess player? But pretty interesting. I, the, you know, not related, but oh, super funny that there's be. a. But but it should be somebody should go and like do like um. <laughs> Like, what is the thing where they, like, superimpose a face, <laughs> like, on that shit? But they should take, like, Andrew Tate's face and put it on Little Man Tate, <laughs> like, going through the entire movie. Like, deep deep fake. Yeah, they should just deep, deep fake a whole ass deep movie. Deep fake a whole movie and call it Little Man Tate. Re-release it. Uh, Regal cinema style. Like, yeah. <laughs> that'd be dope. I'd be down for that. I'd, I'd go to the world premiere of that at yeah. the Dollar Theater. Uh, but anyways... Um, Yes, like Art was saying, uh, by 19 years old, uh, his parents, you know, have been divorced. Obviously, it seems like they had a toxic relationship. Uh, they moved around a while uh, while this was happening. Uh, he was also raised in Chicago, uh, as well as in Goshen, Indiana. Uh, but when they, when mom and dad divorced, uh, mom took himself as well as brother Tristan, and then there's a daughter as well. Uh, back to her, her home country in England, mm-hmm. uh, where they kind of grew up in poverty, uh, which can be expected. You're a single mom with three children. Uh, one gets pissed off anytime, you know, outrageously gets pissed off anytime he loses like a simple game of chess. So, uh, you know, she she probably did the best that she could. Yeah. So one thing that, you know, we've talked about the mom and the sister, they don't seem to be that involved in his life today. Not to skip around too much here, but... I guess his sister, like, that's pretty much the last we'll hear of her because she basically, like, excommunicates herself <laughs> from the family. Yeah. For specific, specifically from her two older brothers. And it's just like, I'm done. I'm done with this shit. Yeah. Like, pretty smart move, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's why you don't hear about her anymore. 
Mm-hmm. At least in my notes, that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, she's, I didn't she's get done. Any... She basically says, "I'm done with you guys." Other than she is the complete opposite of her brother. Like I guess she's described as a complete sweetheart, and then you see pictures of her too. Like you don't think she would be anything like what we're about to talk about with her brothers mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but anyways, uh, he gets involved in kickboxing, like Art said, in 2005 at at 19 years old. Also working in TV advertising. So there you go. He's a, he's very proficient in chess. Uh, also is dealing with a lot of home problems. Uh, but then you get, you know, the TV advertising where you're, you're able to sell things to people. Uh, and then also to gaining the knowledge of combat sports, which he quickly excels in. Uh, by 2007, he was ranked seventh in light heavyweight in Britain by the International Sports Kickboxing Association, which I had to look up. I was only familiar with K1, you know, kickboxing and whatnot. Shout out to Mark Hunt who was previously on this podcast. He was a big deal in K1 kickboxing. But I had never, and this is my own ignorance, I'm not, I'm not downplaying this association at all, but I had never heard of that association. But apparently they are a legit organization, so he was a legit kickboxer. Yeah. And by 2009, he wins his first championship as the ISKA cruiserweight and then later becomes the ranked number one in Europe and would go on to win four world titles. Uh, in two different weight classes and would have an overall record of 76 and 9, 23 by KO, uh, also had a mixed martial arts record of 2 and 1, and earns the nickname King Cobra uh, for his aggressiveness in the ring. Yeah, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. And he, I wanted to talk shit about him, but like everything. Everything around this time period of his life, I guess he was very proficient. Like even like when Joe Rogan, like when his name would get you know uh, brought up, Joe Rogan had nothing but good things to say about his kickboxing career. So he was no CM Punk, if you will. No, he was pretty good. I mean, obviously he hasn't really done kickboxing in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw something that, that he had to stop doing kickboxing because uh, he took a hit to the head. His and, cornea. Yeah, there was like a detached retina or, or cornea detached, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Some people questioned the val- validity of it, but I mean. Come on, you 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 have a record of seventy six and nine. Yeah, you get punched one time wrong. Yeah, that that possibly could happen. Yeah, so he does. You know, he does have that. He hasn't fought in a while, but um, people say, and I think his. I don't know if it's going to happen now, but I guess for a long time there was a big thing where he might come back and fight Logan Paul. <laughs> Which honestly, dude, take my fucking money, yeah. dude. That's like I that is like Buffalo Wing and Pizza Night, dude. Like I'm down to like I'm down watch for that. that. Like or Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Which one's the better Jake Paul's Paul? Jake Paul's the one that's actually beating well, he recently lost to Tyson Fury's younger brother, but um yeah, Jake Paul's the more proficient one. Mm-hmm. Logan Logan's the one that's do, doing the WWE stuff. Oh yeah, he's just like fucking Goofing off. Yeah, he's having more fun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, whoever, like, the better fighter Paul is, like, I guess he was willing to fight both of them at the same time type <laughs> shit. But, like, that would be, like, a fun thing. Like, you I'm know, down for that, yeah. Celebrity fighting, dude, don't sleep on that. That's the way yeah. of the future, dude. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Art's got a contract yeah. on the table right now. Let's sign it, guys. Guys, 72 million each. Yeah, he's going to fight uh-huh. fucking Jesus. Jesus Fuentes? Yeah, from the Words Are Hard podcast. Yeah, he's, he's bringing back Lamina Cantina right now, dude. <laughs> he's still working on that. <laughs> he's working on bringing that shit back. There you go. Um, but yeah, pretty good at kickboxing. Um, 
the next big thing that he does in his life where he comes back into the spotlight is he is on the I think it's the seventh season of the show Big Brother. Seventeenth season. Seventeenth season of the of the show Big Brother. This is the Great Britain edition, by the way, not yeah. the American one where it's the, like boring as fuck. But you know what though? Recently I talked to our boy Eric, who used to be on this podcast. Yeah, big, um, big, big, big brother fan. Yes, I did not know that about him. Dude. He only mentioned it a million times when he was did a part he of the really? show. Did he really? Okay, so like I was not listening. But he he is, him and his girlfriend are huge big brother fans. Yeah. And it made me want to watch it, although I just recently started a new fashion competition show on Netflix. <laughs> uh, it's very good. Okay. It's actually an exact ripoff of like making the cut or Project Runway, but okay. very good. Hey, don't knock it, dude. Fashion is like, the shit. It's like wine, cheese, and hot sauce. Oh, yeah, dude. It's up there. But uh, he was on there, right? Oh, 17th season, correct. And uh, I just I just read my notes a little further down that it is the 17th season. <laughs> but he came under fire when all of a sudden homophobic and racist tweets from the past were unearthed. Mm. And then also a video of him uh, slapping or hitting his girlfriend with a belt mm. surfaced came up and basically were like, hey, we got to pull you off the show right now. Like, yeah. you're going to have to face legal consequences because of these things. And it was right in 2016, like, when, you know, cancel culture started to really take effect and mm. whatnot. That is when everybody was digging up Twitter, old Twitter type of things and mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And did you look up some of his old tweets? Um, no. I looked him up and, like, some of it was, like, in British slang, so I was like, I don't Which see one of you blokes? Yeah. yeah. You can't use bloke anymore. That you, is. You, I drank seven pints of milk liquors, nickels, and I, mean, I spilled it all over all you blokes' faces. And it's like, what the fuck? What the hell did you I just say? I think he's saying he, like, ejaculated. <laughs> Let me translate that. He ejaculated on your face. <laughs> and, he, and he spilled some on his knickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit dicey right there. Yeah. Art might be canceled. Nah. Anyways, um, but anyways, to uh, the lady that he's uh, assaulting in that video, uh, she later comes out and said it was consensual, stating that you know it was a it was a role playing game that we that we would do. It was some some thirty shades of gray bullshit or forty shades, fifty shades, mm -hmm. what, what, whatever the number of shades of gray there are. Owen Gray, Sasha gray. gray. Yeah, we were just we were, we were role playing, and you know she liked it. You know that that was what we were doing. No harm, no foul. Uh, not to Quentin Tarantino this shit and move around, uh, but the real reason why, and they couldn't really release this because there was an active investigation going on that Vice was able to dig up recently at the beginning of this year uh, where he was being investigated for the raping of two women and the sexual assault uh, or a regular assault. So there was no rape involved. So there was three women involved. Two of them he had possibly raped. One of them, you know, he just physically assaulted um, and, you know, Big Brother got wind of this. They said, we can't have that on our wholesome <laughs> TV program, so we yeah. got to kick you out of the house. Um, apparently, also, his, uh, his like, co-people on the show or whatever, like, fucking hated him mm. and were, like, asking the producers to, like, get him out of the show. I saw one clip when he was on there. And he, I guess they were like in a hot tub and like he's like grabbing one woman and like kind of and, and I mean they're kind of playing around but it just looked weird like he just grabbed her and just started like forcibly making out with her and she kind of like went along with it so I don't know how much consent or non-consent was there but it was kind of cringy. Yeah. He seems I mean this is my opinion this is take it with a grain of salt but a lot of what he does and says like 
at best comes across as cringy. Mm-hmm. Like I know that w- one of the things that always bothers me is like when somebody makes a good point. Like making a good point doesn't validate your bad points. Like mm-hmm. it, I, I feel like that is kind of where society. Like I saw, I was listening to Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan talked about him. He's like, he's a smart dude. All right, he's a pretty smart dude. He, he you can't take that away from. Him. It's like, yeah, I get it. But just being a smart dude doesn't validate like all your dumb shit. Like I, I feel like I'm, a, I'm a pretty good dude. But if I like killed somebody, like if I shot someone, <laughs> that would be like. But Art was a pretty good dude all those years. Like, <laughs> except for that one time, he like fucking assassinated a three year old, or you know, like whatever. Assassinated a three year old. He, he kind of John Wick the three year old. I don't know what's going. <laughs> Little on. Tate. He all of a sudden Tate. showed up wearing a black suit and a black tie and like fucking just assassinated killed. Little he, Tate. He assassinated Little Tate. <laughs> I don't know why he was up with that, but other than that, he's a good dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. Little <laughs> Tate, rest in peace, dude. <laughs> That's that's who the contract was for. I assume that that little, I mean, he was a little you know man, man of short stature. They usually don't live long lives, so <laughs> little man Tate, rest in peace. <laughs> that's Art's alibi right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me look that up real quick. Oh God! Well, I assume d- we're going to talk about his online ventures now. That I have it broken down. <laughs> yeah. So uh, about this same time, so that wasn't the the end of Andrew Tate at all. That is quite literally the beginning of what we're going to start be talking about. Uh, but at this time, him and his brother Tristan start this webcam business. Uh, and I mean, if you're a male between the ages of what eleven and eighty-five, oh, show, 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 show the camera that shit. That is zoom in, <laughs> folks. You're, folks, you're gonna want to zoom into this, this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the BHS front copy of uh, Little Man Tate, starring Jodie Foster and. Diane West. <laughs> Anyways, him and his brother start a webcab business, and if you're a male between the ages of 11 and 85, uh, you've seen commercials on the internet while you're looking up internet movies. I'll leave it at that. Of you know, girls in your area want to chat mm. with you, kind of thing. So him and his brother kind of start a webcam business like this. And I thought, speaking of cringy, uh, the way he was describing this business is like he would appropriate some girls or girlfriends, as he would call them, uh, you know, basically tell them, like, hey, I'm going to take care of you. You can live in my apartment for free, uh, but you got to do this webcam thing where all you got to do is chat with men, horny men online and whatnot, and, you know, you know, just follow their request, and we'll get paid for it. And this is the cringy part that kind of was just like, oh, wow, that is very questionable, right? It doesn't go against and you, some of the th- it goes against some of the things he would talk about later on where he would say like he would, you know, set up the webcam and, you know, the girls would strip or do whatever, you know, the horny fat men on the other side of the yeah, webcam yeah. were requesting and whatnot. Uh, but instead of them chatting, so they would have like a keyboard in front of them pretending to be chatting with these men. It would actually be Andrew himself. He described himself chatting with these horny fat bastards for 16 hours a day trying to say all these sexually explicit things to him. So role-playing as a woman trying to get money out of these men. And he called this, uh, this, uh, this, and he actually started like this course on how to trick men online to do this. And he called it PhD university, pimping hose degree university, Mm -hmm. where, you know, he would teach other guys how to set up, uh, you know, webcam businesses and basically play this game of pimp and hoe with, with these girls. And I think that's an important thing too. So he also learned as a young man, like how to manipulate women from his dad 
to getting what they wanted. And you would see later quotes from him as well where he would say that, you know, a, a woman's job is, you know, to cook, clean, uh, and if they make money, give me all the money. And that's very much a pimp and hoe relationship, which he said he learned from his father. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, you know, a lot of the, on the webcam thing, I guess he, he taught them, like, in that, that like, pimp and hoe type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess he would, like, feed them, like, fake sob stories. That was, like, the big thing, like, him mm-hmm. coming back type of thing. And then he even described it later on as his business model being a total scam, but Correct. people got it. But it's just super, super. Uh, this is kind of where like shit starts getting pretty, like pretty fucking borderline illegal kind of thing. Where it's <laughs> yeah. just like, hmm, interesting. I, yeah. I hope I hope those women are getting paid accordingly. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, and and so I think this is kind of where a lot of his. Uh, his downfall begins. Yeah, it, it's his his rise and then quick downfall begins. So uh, at one point he said he had 75 girls working for him and his brother. Uh, they had four locations or four studios. Uh, and he kind of threw out some numbers that I kind of just like, you know, put in my notes here. Uh, in one interview he said he, at this time he was making $600,000 a month uh, or $4,000 a day. So, I mean, the math didn't kind of add up specifically, you know, to what he was saying. So I'm assuming like he was exaggerating some points or maybe just, you know, throwing out some numbers. Uh, but he was, he was, him and his brother were pretty successful, uh, doing this. Um, but like I said, like he would sit, he would have the girls on camera and he would type himself for 16 hours a day. Uh, he described it as a total scam, uh, pretending to be a girl. Um, but by 2001, this PhD program that he was doing on the side, in addition to doing the webcam businesses, uh, he the the PhD turned into Hustlers University, where for 49.99 a month, uh, he would teach men who were lost in their lives, yeah. right? Who didn't um, know. Shout out to Jesus. <laughs> He's a graduate of Hustlers University. He- Let's face it, dude. I love you, Jesus, but you are kind of the poster child of like what he's going after here. It's like, yeah, are you fucking thirty years old and single and like just fucking hate women because they ain't giving you no, they ain't texting you back. Hustlers University will show you how to reverse that shit. Correct. You won't be texting them back now. Like it's like that kind of shit. It's like okay, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for forty nine ninety nine a month, he'll teach you also. Uh, how to earn money uh, in <laughs> unconventional ways, such as you know, gaming the crypto business, copywriting, and e-commerce, uh, whatever that is supposed to be. Uh, but it was an affiliate marketing program, which is just fancy talk for being a pyramid scheme, uh, where men would uh, post on their social medias about uh, Hustlers University, or like they would reshare things that yeah. Andrew Tate would say. It's per- to me, like, it's a very brilliant marketing scheme. Super, super brilliant. Because even though his social media gets taken down, you have all these hundreds, which turns into thousands, which turns into millions mm. of people resharing his stuff, and trying to get to the top of that pyramid. Correct. And and he doesn't have to do anything. He has to share anything. Even if his platforms get taken down, his Instagram's down, his Facebook's down, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's not the one sharing them anyways. Correct, yeah. So, yeah, he just posts it to his website. He gives people the link, and then they reshare the video. Uh, those videos all have links to Hustlers University. Uh, and if you know you get someone to sign up from your link, you get forty-eight percent of the commission uh, for just for posting videos and kind of being an online troll. 
what they wanted people to do was, um, you know, engage in combative talks online, which you go back to 2016, that's all it was. I mean, granted, Donald Trump had a big part of it. Jacob was all about fighting people on the 17 News Channel forum, right? Yeah, yeah, like and, being the opposite of yeah. that or whatever, right? But the, the reason why that was is because it created engagement. It created uh, a, an online presence for yourself. So the more people were going back and forth and engaging in these arguments— and he would post all these controversial viewpoints, which he called Tate speak, right? So he'd say something controversial, like rape victims, uh, they have some blame uh, when it comes to the rape, you know, victim shaming, if you will, saying all this misogynistic, homophobic things. Yeah. Um, and basically, and again, I said this before we started to record, where he would point out something where he would have a good point about it. So his diagnosis on a social problem, right? So he later on would go on to Pierce Morgan's uh, show in England and talk about how, you know, the city of London uh, is should be like this mecca for everything good and great and whatever, but the city itself is decaying, which, you know, a lot of big cities around the world, that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. So his diagnosis, to borrow, to borrow a line from Ben Shapiro, which makes me sick that I have to do this or whatever, right? But I agree 100% with what Shapiro was saying. It says diagnosis on the problem was correct, but what, what was the diagnosis of the problem? Oh, that you know, this is just one example. Like you know, the big city of London is you know crumbling. It's it's it's, it's in disrepair, kind of like Chicago yeah. or L.A., like with the homelessness and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's like when in society or when will we ever have like a perfect utopia? Like I, exactly. But his diagnosis might be correct, but his prescription on how to solve the problem, this is where, you know, you get the Tate speak mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the, the combativeness online or whatever. Uh, his prescription for the problem would be 100% wrong. And one of his solutions to Pierce Morgan asked him was, you know, well, how do we fix this where London is, you know, great again or whatever? How mm -hmm. do you make London great again or whatever, yeah. right? He's just being the middleman that's selling you on the thing that— Yes. You didn't know you needed? You need a you need to elect leaders like me who will and you know, we're gonna adopt things from Qatar. He mentioned Qatar, you know, specifically saying yeah. like where if you get caught stealing, we're gonna dig a hole in the middle of the desert, we're gonna beat you, we're gonna you know, we're gonna chop off your hands for for stealing and whatnot, and we're gonna broadcast this on live TV, uh, you know, to to deter people from ever doing any crime ever again kind of thing. And he had like thousands if not millions of these kind of prescriptions for everyday problems mm -hmm. yeah that, that to me is kind of like you know he doubles down on 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 things like that like you know he's under investigation for that sort of thing it's mm -hmm. like but at the same time it's like who's deciding what's what's illegal and like what what like obviously like some people think what he's doing is illegal right mm -hmm. so he's kind of like part of the problem like in is he not part of the problem? Like in his utopia, like we'll never be complete unless he is like taken to the desert and like be <laughs> like. I mean, that is what like he's saying. Like he's saying it's a like, lot of hey, hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 constant hypocrisy. Like with him, like you know, he start one of the things like with the rape victim thing is like he talks about like rape victims should be they're part of the fucking problem. Like you know, you you uh you you made yourself too easy to get raped, and it's like. <laughs> It's like, dude, like you're literally a dude that walks around with an entourage of like armed men 
so you don't get fucking mugged. So Correct. nobody throws pie in your face, dude. <laughs> like you're you're literally that dude. You you of all people who's like afraid that people are gonna like hurt your feelings, is like so you walk around with so much like security around you. Mm-hmm. Should understand like you know, and I imagine like a woman walking home at night by herself type of thing. You know, it's like it's like dude like. It's total hypocrisy. Like the average woman doesn't get to walk home with an entourage of arm like security, you know. Correct. With them, so it's just like, dude, come on, what are you talking about? And then he said things to like, you know, depression isn't real because he doesn't believe in it. Uh, Mental illness doesn't exist because he doesn't believe in it. Uh, But as you go down, you know, and I'm not trying to diagnose somebody from afar or whatever. I'm not licensed or whatever, but you can tell he does suffer. From a lot of mental illness, whether it's like his dad who was diagnosed with narcissistic narcissistic disorder or even himself. Like yeah. there, there's a lot of depressive traits. There's a lot of narcissistic traits that he possesses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty tough. It's like one, he's not a doctor. Like it's mm. been clinically proven that like things like depression is like a chemical imbalance. Like it's not, you, you don't just get to like will your way through it. You don't just have to drink more water or cut out the gluten or some bullshit <laughs> thing like that. Like, it's like, it's a l- medical condition, right? It's like, uh-huh. it's like Andrew Tate saying like, male pattern balls and it doesn't exist. It's <laughs> like, he doesn't dude, believe in it. Dude, it's like, you, whether you believe in it or not, it exists, dude. You're like yeah, literally yeah. the poster boy for it. Like, you are, <laughs> you are the poster boy for male pattern baldness, dude. <laughs> like, just no ways around it. You, whether you believe in it or not, it's happening. It, it, it's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because when you see pictures of him now, now, now that he's been like he doesn't have a fucking straight razor with him, like it's growing back and like he has that like mid like what's that thing that the dogs get mange mange like he has that like mange like hair <laughs> patches going on yeah 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 so <laughs> anyways he has this hustlers university uh, program online basically an online pyramid scheme and whatnot. <laughs> And uh, it, he's posting all these things called Tate Speech, where he says all these controversial things. <laughs> and, and it that is a great name for it, though. Tate Speech. I gotta get props and props are due. That's a great name for it. For for Tate for, Speech. For everything that I agree or that I like about him, there's like seventeen thousand things yeah. that I disagree with. Him. Well, but, I like his marketing it, stuff. But that and I it, like it go, Tate Speech. But it goes back to like his time, you know, in the TV <laughs> advertising business when he started yeah. kickboxing, whatever. Right. So he's very smart in that regard, right? Um, but. He has all these Tate speaks that he has. He has a pod. He had a podcast with his brother uh, that he would. You know, a lot of things would be clipped off of whatever, right? Uh, but it would be posted to social media um, and what's called war. Like all these people, you know, creating the war, war room. Yeah, war online, <laughs> and it, it got so popular by the end of 2022 uh, that he was actually more Googled. By July of 2022, than Donald Trump and COVID combined. So that's how popular that this scheme was. By 2022, July of 2022, he was more fucking Googled than both of those things, which were two massive things, right? And that Hustlers University grew into something called, like what you mentioned earlier, called The War Room. Now, Vice has a, a very fantastic, fantastic documentary. Fantastic documentary, dude. Where one of their reporters actually infiltrates The War Room. And basically what it is, it's kind of like this faux fight club that people with a little bit more money than forty nine ninety nine a month uh, engages with. So they spend thousands of dollars to fly out to Romania because, oh yeah, by the way, when all of this is going on, he has to flee to Romania because they have more lax laws 
in regards to prostitution and human trafficking and all these schemes that he's. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I was. Uh, it's where I was going down the line with it, but yeah, yeah, there lacks laws on prostitution and sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, I guess he said that uh, that uh, Romania there was more opportunity to take advantage of the system or something like that. Yeah. Like, he first starts off saying, like, oh, I fought in Romania once, and I just really liked it. Mm-mm. And it's like, mm. No, you, you, you like yeah. that, that you can bribe people to get what you wanted out there or whatever, right? So anyways, this war room, it, it's kind of like a like when you see, like, Tony Robbins or, like, those self-help gurus kind of thing, like, where he holds, like, these seminars, like, with that little headpiece and whatnot, talking about this is what you need to do as a man. This is how you, what you need to do to grow as a person or whatever, right? And people spend thousands of dollars just to fly out there. Uh, What you do also, too, is you train with Andrew Tate, you know, doing kickboxing kickboxing classes with absolutely no previous training as well. You're just getting in there and you're fighting with people who are already established, the Vice documentary and guy, he's like some like five foot four little guy or whatever, probably never been in a fight in his life. Yeah. And Andrew Tate's like literally like sitting there like kickboxing him and like giving him a bloody nose and shit. Uh, but shout out to him because, you know, he took a bloody nose to get a lot of key well, information. He, he doesn't, what you talking about when he gets into the octagon? No, I'm talking about before that, like when he's just at the seminar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andrew Tate does like, just bully some random dude. Yeah. But which is like par for the course, which he yeah. does to a lot of people to fly out there. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird. Like, it reminds me of, uh, there's this guy, he's pretty famous in, in the New York, like, boxing scene. Like, he trains all these, like, business executive kind of folks where they're like, they're like, now they have money so they can buy a personal trainer to teach them how to box and that they're adults or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like, basically, like, whoops their asses and he's just like... And he always says, like, oh, I fucking have to fight for every fucking thing. And, like, I'm training all these fucking wimps. Like, <laughs> like out here, like, they're just fucking got done from their desk jobs. And now they're coming in here trying to prove that they're a man. And when I saw that, I was like, dude, that's exactly what that is. Like, it's, yeah. it's those guys that, like, have some kind of insecurity in their life where they're, like, now have to prove to themselves that they're, like, a man or whatever. Like they, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, this whole thing, and I guess I'd like to put a quick pin in it because it's, like, as I was doing all the research for for Andrew Tate, like something occurred to me pretty early on in this. It's like the his like his insecurities of being like a biracial person, uh, his insecurities of having a, a dad that works minimum wage jobs and is like some like his his claim to fame is that he's like a chess master, right? Mm-hmm. And like not something that like is like especially in like England, like it's not like your dad is like LeBron James, LeBron James, or you know the equivalent of like you your dad ain't playing for arsenal or something like it's yeah, like yeah. it's not something like amazing but like you know your he, single mom grew up in poverty yeah it's like you're fucking like you're you're you have a weird accent and you live in england you're getting bullied like you're you just his his all his insecurities like come to the forefront of like i i have to get really good at something to like make myself worthy and even even Fast forward to, like, where he's at now, like, you know, like, you know, I kind of made fun of him, like, losing his hair or whatever, like, but, like, I'm sure that shit, like, bugs him, you know, he didn't choose, like, trying to look like Pitbull on purpose, Mm -hmm. like, nobody (laughs) chooses that life, (laughs) like, like, it's just, like, damn, like, it just fucking didn't make this one happen, but, like, 
it's just like you know that's just the cards that he was dealt and i think a lot of people like handle it and like are secure with themselves enough but but he's not and because he understands that he's not and he understands the insecurities of people it's easy for him to sell it to like you know young men like young men in their 20s that are like man girls ain't talking to me or like why can't like i get a girl like whatever it may be like all the way which up is to, probably like, him younger. yeah exactly like, he understands the insecurities of a young man all the way up until like that's the perfect age group like you know who has like forty nine ninety nine like working their first job or whatever like all the way to like dudes that are willing to fly out there and pit spend that much money to like go get their asses kicked and like prove that they're a man like it's it's all that like male insecurity that just mm-hmm. like bottles up and it's just like I, I always think of like because the, when you look at it like I I was like who who are the people that are flying out to Romania to do this who are who are the people that are signing up for forty nine ninety nine a month it's not. Speaking of LeBron James, it's not people like LeBron James. It's not people like Justin Timberlake. It's not. It's not people that <laughs> yeah. are already killing it to begin with, yeah. right? Well, I, it's it's people that are not killing it. It's the the Rafas, if you will, like the people, the guy that shows it, up it to is. a party with a fedora hat or whatever, right? That need that doesn't have these tools. Like you look at it, like I mentioned, I was very careful in mentioning everything that he grew up with. Chess master at the age of five. Chess, you you have to be two steps ahead of people to be successful at that game. One of his first jobs was in TV advertising, so he knows how to market to people. He also has that um, that background in a combat sport. And to quote Mike Tyson, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, he's got the mental part and the physical part down, and he was very successful at all of these ventures. And then to move that into business, like, oh, okay, I know how to scam people on top of this as well. Oh, yeah, As well as having does. this hatred towards women so a big part of his his thing is having all these misogynistic viewpoints he knows that that's going to create uh create um engagement uh and engagement creates money yeah i mean like i think that uh like confident people they never have to like try to convince you that they're confident correct like you you, just see it you just like uh, yeah it just like michael jordan doesn't have to convince you that he's the greatest basketball player or whatever you mm-hmm. know like even like a a dude like a barack obama like just cool dude or whatever where he's like mm-hmm. fuck that dude that dude we're going up against that guy like he was just gonna win like yeah. you know i always like bring up jay-z because i think jay-z's like super cool or whatever like he's just a cool guy like jay-z doesn't care like jay-z's just like that jay-z just wakes up being jay-z and he's like confident even though you know not the best looking dude, not the like, you can argue that he's naming the best rapper or whatever you mm-hmm. might want to say. Like, that dude just like has a swagger and a confidence beyond anybody he else. He just is. You look at an Andrew Tate who constantly has to tell you that he's this and he's that and all this and you're not this. And it's like, dude, come on. That's not how like, confident people talk. <laughs> like, like, there just isn't. Like, it, it just isn't that. Like, it's just like, get the fuck out of here. But I think that that resonates especially in like today like we're in like this internet era where like we're constantly bombarded with like you know get a six-pack app be a millionaire why aren't you a millionaire why don't you have this like why don't you have like a lamborghini or whatever like people have those insecurities now like Mm -hmm. people are not we have like this just we feel inadequate sometimes say we but you know like the average american just feels so inadequate and that's exactly how like a donald trump is like you're right. I should be doing better. Like we need to make America great again. We need to make like America white again, kind of thing. You know, it's just like, like it's the same anxieties and the same inadequate like feelings that like 
make one guy thrive makes another guy thrive mm-hmm. and it's just it's 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 brilliant in a way like you know to give him his props it is pretty brilliant mm-hmm. i mean it's i feel bad for like the dudes that are just it like balls for it yeah, yeah. like it you know it's just it's it sucks because a lot of them are probably like younger dudes that's exactly what it is because most of his views there's 13 billion views on tiktok tiktok primarily being a younger person's app and that's kind of like the danger that a lot of when he starts to get so uh deplatformed like in august of 2022 uh, is because of that, because of the danger it presents to 13-year-olds. Like, I get it. I see it, and I'm like, oh, he's a fraud, right? Uh, or maybe a younger version, like a 25-year-old, might see that and be like, well, he makes some good points, but I'm not going to be misogynistic or whatever, right? I'll invest in crypto or whatever, like follow yeah. that, but I'm not going to go you know, that far, or I'm not going to fly to Romania and do this bullshit or whatever, right? Uh, but it's the danger presented to a 13-year-old who... M- might already have some of those unprocessed feelings and then sees him as a guiding light and follows through with it. And you get people that are, you know, grew up the rest of their lives being misogynistic, being violent towards women, using them as, you know, using them like, a, like, like I said, in a pimp hoe relationship, using them as objects, you know, for sexual gratification and their own, uh, you know, uh, money, ways to make money off of them or whatever, right? And I think that's the danger. That's, t- to me, when people were pissed off that he got deplatformed after, you know, he became the most Googled person, they didn't see, I, to me, like, as a parent, like, that's what, I get it. Like, you don't want those people out there. It's not the the danger that he would present to a 38-year-old or a 25-year-old. It's the danger that he would present to a child. Yeah. I think even 25-year-olds are pretty impressionable. Like, you know, they still, like, it only takes, like, one or two things that, that they agree upon. That's what I thought, like, when Joe Rogan was, like, he's a pretty smart dude. Like, I was like, oh, man, like, like that's the, that's the thing that always bothers me because I think a lot of people think, like, Joe Rogan's pretty smart. Like, maybe I should, like, listen to this a little bit more. Like, he's pretty smart. Like, that's the danger is, like, I think people are pretty dumb. Like, people let other people form their opinions. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is kind of a danger. The other thing that's, like, he's such a good, like, snake oil salesman. Like, the dude's, like, literally been raised in the christian like kind of conservative household later becomes atheist later becomes christian mm. now he's all involved in like the islamic like you know movement or whatever he's like reading the quran and all this shit and like it plays perfect into like what he's doing because it's like that is a that is a religion that is very strong with like gender rules and very much like the man is the breadwinner the man is mm. like the thing like the fucking like like he is the boss of the house and the woman is like the secondary thing, whatever. Which is also Christianity too. Yeah. yeah. It is also Christianity. But it's like now, like if you if you ever like I it didn't really occur to me till like this morning I was like looking up YouTube videos of like to see if there's any like more news to bring up during this podcast. And like there were a couple of like like Muslim dudes on there just like defending him, like all this like saying that like this is like a like a a matter of like of of like, why are they imprisoning this man without any charges? All this stuff, and like, we need to come to his you uh, uh, to his like help him out, like all this stuff. And it's like, it's like, dude, you guys are getting bamboozled by this dude that like used to be an atheist. Is like fucking <laughs> like literally has a YouTube video or whatever where he's like talking about how like he would hook up with a transgender woman over like a ugly looking woman or whatever. Like it's just like he has like all these like weird takes and it's just like yeah. it's they're basically just there for like clickbaity things. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. it's like and everybody's just getting like 
like bamboozle into this shit where it's just like like and i think the problem too is like i think people see what this is how snake oil salesmen make their their final sale and capture you is they'll say something like with a kernel of truth right and like that's what hooks you and then a lot of people never finish like those thoughts so like you said like with joe rogan i guess you could say um, that they allow people, those people who have finished those thoughts, whether it be right or wrong, they're lazy and they let those people finish it out because, oh, he sounds smart or he's better spoken than me. I'll just follow that train of thought or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. it's a lazy way to be. And I think that's... That's kind of like the Ben Shapiro thing. Like, Ben Shapiro's perfect. At, like, correct. Ben Shapiro is like, like, he's so good at, like, making his points and then, like, making you nod to some of his things and then going, like, super, like extreme with the next mm. thing he's about to say yeah whether it be simple something simple as like i guess he hated like the uh the latest batman movie that came out and he made this this long elaborate point about how he hated it or whatever and i was like oh those are excellent points but i disagree with you i actually love that movie kind of thing mm-hmm. but then when it gets into more da- dangerous territory with you know gender roles and you know misogyny and violence towards women and rape and whatnot like th- then that's when it becomes dangerous one of the things that I thought was funny, and they in the Vice documentary brings this up, is uh, he hangs out with like the guy that is like self-proclaimed the world's best like hypnotist. I was gonna bring this up too. Yeah, yeah, dude, that is like fucking hilarious because the dude like literally dresses like fucking like Merlin like wizard <laughs> shit, and that is like I that shit like this is like you know like two years away from becoming like a parody movie with like like it's Seth Joe Exotic Ro- again, right? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like. It's so ridiculously over the top where it's like I, I legitimately like I can't imagine being like a dude. And, you know, it's like a dude who's like, you know, some fucking like middle aged guy that can afford to fly down to Romania to go get his ass kicked. And he has money and he probably mm. is a dude that bought a Lamborghini because he thought it would get him chicks. And it isn't yeah. it's, it isn't working like the it formula. is. It is that guy, too. Like, it's not just like some like loser living in his like grandma's basement or some mm-hmm. shit like it it is the guy with money just because people have money doesn't mean like they have their shit figured out like all those dudes flying to romania are, ain't got their shit figured out they're down there getting their asses kicked to like prove that they're men or some shit correct like i don't know but yeah that guy he calls himself the world's greatest you know hypnotist or whatever right that should be a red flag right there like whenever you're taking advice from a hypnotist I don't know. I don't know if you want to follow that train of thought, but it, it's funny you bring that up because yesterday when I was doing yard work and I was just listening to my podcast or whatever, trying to free up room on my phone, mm-hmm. I was listening to The Fighter and the Kid and Brian Callen was talking about how he did like a corporate show where he opened up for a hypnotist or whatever, right? So he did his comedic shtick and then, you know, the hypnotist did his shtick or whatever, right? And so then, you know, in the in their green room or whatever, right? Like they were, he was chopping it up with the hypnotist and he said, damn, like, he goes, I don't believe in anything that you just said or whatever, and but like a lot of people out there did. Like, how are you able to do that? And he and he kind of exposed the business when he and he told him this. He said, he goes, well, you just need to know who to pick on, right? When I look out in the audience, like I can see people that are looking at me and thinking like you, like this is total bullshit. Like this isn't going to work on me. But there's going to be one or two people out there that are going to fall for everything that I say. And I concentrate on those people, right? And those two or three people, though, that turns into five or six or whatever. Then by, you know, by the end of it, you know, because of groupthink, you have half the room. 
And that's all I need. I just need half of the room by concentrating on those two or three people. And th- this is totally separate from any research that I did. And I was like, oh my God, this is just like the Andrew Tate fucking war room, fucking greatest hypnotist in the world bullshit, right? That guy is Andrew Tate's right man. That's exactly what he's doing. He's concentrating on a very specific part of the population, getting them to use his affiliate marketing program to spread all of this stuff or whatever, right? And all you need to do is focus on those two or three people and because of groupthink, that will spread like wildfire. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, so uh, to kind of move the story along, I guess, a little bit, uh, he gets deplatformed, and this also kind of, this is what sucks about being deplatformed is it kind of almost sometimes has an opposite effect where you kind of gain a lot of fans because of that, right? So he gets a lot of friends from the far right, a lot of provocateurs like Mike Saranovich, I don't know who that is, Jack uh, Pasobiec, and then Alex Jones and whatnot. So a lot of the, like these far right guys who've also been to platform or whatever, like it's all a, it's all a scheme by the Matrix. Which this is when say, he starts using that phrase, like the Matrix is trying to get me. Yeah, and a lot of the the far right or whatever, right? The the, the fucking lizard people. It, it yeah. goes into that territory or whatever, right? And this is when he comes out and he says, like Alex Jones, he goes, "You guys got to understand that I'm just a comedic character. Like this isn't real or whatever, mm-hmm. right?" So again admitting that this is yeah. a scheme whether it's real or not even in the vice documentary like you can see where like you know when they go to commercial breaks or whatever and he tells them like hey man you need to like fucking argue with us a little bit more like people like that mm-hmm. and it's just like okay like you could you see the little like the little breaks in character yeah like the the, the curtain from the wizard of yeah, oz being like, like you know pulled back a little bit yeah even like his brother's whole stick when his brother's on there's like Man, what the fuck? You're bringing this guy on here? You're bringing the liberal media? He's like, oh, man, they're going to try to make us look like fools, these fucking idiots. I'm not going to talk until he leaves and all this shit. Like, And then at the end, they like kick him out or whatever. It's mm. just like, come kick on. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then so um, by November of 2022, uh, Elon Musk, obviously, he buys Twitter back. Uh, he un- unbans him, and he gains even more millions of followers because of this or whatever, right? So that's the negative effect of, you know, being deplatformed. Uh, by December 2022, uh, he starts engaging in tweets, and this is what some people think his, down, his actual downfall was, uh, with Greta Thunberg. So if you know who Greta Thunberg is, is she's that little girl that... Uh, was speaking, what was it, at the United Nations? She does look pretty young, but she's also in her 20s. She's like in her mid-20s. Oh, okay, but. I thought she was like 12 <laughs> or 13 or something like that. Uh, but anyways, uh, it starts engaging like with this back and forth thing uh-huh. about, uh, you know, I have all these 33, you know, uh, cars that are, you know, creating all sorts of chaos with the environment. Look at me, look at me or whatever. And he, mm-hmm. and I thought this was kind of, cr- and this is why I thought it was cringy because I always thought she was like 12 or 13 or whatever. And he starts asking for her email so he can show her even more, whatever. And I took that kind of like as like a, a sexual. Hey, innuendo. she's twelve years old, dude. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, in Romania. I could, you know, it doesn't yeah, apply yeah. to me, kind of thing, or whatever, right? Uh, but I guess if she's in her twenties, it's whatever, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> busted. Archie's in the building. Yeah, my kids in here or whatever. Here, Greta Thunberg, and he got a little <laughs> bit excited. Uh, but anyways. Um, uh, she responds back to him with uh, the request for the email saying, sure, 
And she goes, my email can be found at smalldickenergy at getalive.com, which be, goes on to become the most liked tweet of all time. Yeah, broke the internet. But the his response is really the one that, is this when he shows up with the pizza boxes? Yes. Yeah, I mean, this broke the internet. This is literally like where it was one of the most like, I don't know if you ever watched that Philip DeFranco show. I think he's like pretty interesting. He has a cool YouTube channel. But he posts the, the video where he talks about him uh, bringing in the pizza boxes and all that stuff and responds to her about all that stuff. And I guess the Romanian police, the, uh, apparently looking back at it, the Romanian police were already aware of his whereabouts. Uh, but that was kind of the, the nail in the coffin because it was that pizza place was, um, which I think is called Jerry's Pizza, which is also a local pizzeria here in Bakersfield. But I guess that's the one that, like, they were able to find out. Yeah. So the he, internet kind of gets this, the liberal media kind of gets this one wrong, saying that, like, oh, because of the address that was on the pizza box, they were able to locate him. Uh, but it wasn't hard to locate him to begin with because Vice, mm-hmm. earlier in that year, was already at his compound. It sounds like the Romanian police already knew where he was. Yeah. It was in a very, like, top secret thing. Yeah. And so this, so eventually he gets arrested in uh, December uh, him and his brother for human trafficking, crimes against humanity, all sorts of illegal shit. Some stuff like isn't even out yet. Kind of reminded me this this portion of the podcast kind of reminds me of uh, when we covered um, what was the rapper? Um, I was about to call him Stacy Adams. <laughs> Stacy Adams. Uh, we covered Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so my forgiveness, please. Uh, where his killer. You know, mm. when we did that episode, uh, the trial we, that was in the midst of the trial. To add on to that episode, you know, he gets convicted of murdering Nipsey Hussle or whatever. So this is where we're at also, too, with this, where uh, he has been arrested as of December of 2022. We're in March of 2023, uh, and his bail requests have continuously been denied in Romania, quote, unquote, the country that has more lax laws against human trafficking and rape and things like this, which is he which is he has been charged for. Uh, his brother and him have been denied, I think it's like four or five times yeah, as of this they, recording. They just got denied again. On the 14th of March. Yeah. And it came out that he and his brother and his lawyer were trying to con or tried to bribe two conservative uh, right-leaning Romanian politicians to get them to be released. And that was found out by the court and further denied their bail as well. So mm-hmm. uh, he's in some deep shit. And I say all of this because what we know right now mm-hmm. is, is that he's been arrested for human trafficking and, you know, things like rape. But for the Romanian government to hold him for three months and deny him without bail means that there's something bigger probably happening. Mm-hmm. And they have come out and said that this goes back to 2015 where, you know, three women accused him of rape. Um, one of, you know, strangling them, strangling them. Uh, in 2019, uh, British authorities declined to press charges f- uh, for this. Um, and then also to moving into 2017, uh, when he moved to Romania from uh, UK, um, a man came out, I guess it was an ex-boyfriend for one of the women uh, that went to Romania with Andrew Tate during this time period saying that his ex-girlfriend is being held against her will against her will mm-hmm. uh, the US embassy raided the home and the studio uh, they were able to for 
were able to find four women uh, and got their stories and said, yes, basically we've been kidnapped. We're forced to cook. We're forced to clean. Mm -hmm. uh, We're forced to have sex with Andrew and a lot of his associates and uh, some people from the war room. So when they go and do like that, you know, fake mixed martial arts UFC bullshit, at the end of it, whoever wins or whoever even goes in and participates gets to have sex and do whatever they want with these women. So they give that story. So this is all in April of 2022, right as Vice is doing their documentary at his compound. Uh, they, previous to Vice going there, Andrew and his brother Tristan were arrested, but later uh, released. Uh, but they were interrogated to kind of compare like their statements uh, to build... Um, build the case basically around it and they find all sorts of holes in their story of like okay you have all these girls here are they are they here of their own will what are they doing are they being paid a wage or what what's going on here are these your wives are these your girlfriends all sorts of things to kind of kind of get them into legal trouble or whatever right um but as it turns out uh and by december of 29th of 2022 again like i said he's been arrested for human trafficking and they call it by using the lover boy method uh, to get sex work out of uh, the ladies there. Yeah, that that lover boy method thing. It's I had never heard of that, but apparently, like, it's an ongoing thing where like it kind of like I want to say tricks women into like being like, "Hey, don't worry, like I got you. Like mm -hmm. we're a team. We're we're partners in this. Like and then like, but also being like." abusive every once in a while to like kind of psychologically break women down mm -hmm. um create a stockholm syndrome if you will essentially yeah like it, it it's pretty manipulative uh <laughs> it's, it, it goes back to what i was saying it was like that pimp and hoe mentality mm -hmm. i know on a patreon that we did a few months ago maybe even a year ago uh where i was talking about the soft this youtube channel called the soft white underbelly where there was this character on there called i think is a, a pimp named slim or whatnot right mm -hmm. you watch him and you're mesmerized by everything that he says so much so that you know he's a bad guy but you hang on to every word that he says mm -hmm. and he has this masterful way of he's being interviewed by the guy with the youtube channel right but at by the end of the video he's the one doing the interviewing so it's a control thing again andrew abusive home fucking you know bullied as a as a child for being biracial having an american accent in you know in london so he has all these control issues again grows up in chicago where the pimp game is strong baby his right hand man is a master manipulator or the world's greatest hypnotist or whatever right yeah. so it's all a game of control when you watch his interviews with pierce morgan when you watch his interviews with Anybody else, it's all about controlling the interview, controlling the narrative, controlling, controlling, controlling. That's basically what the pimp game is. It's all about control, control over your women. Yeah, absolutely. It's I not mean, It's not Jay-Z's big pimping. No, no. It, it is all about control. It's all about manipulating women. I, I mean, it does feel like they must have something on him, right? Like, mm. I think that they said that they could hold him for back in January 10th. Uh, they said that they can hold him for another additional 180 days. Mm -hmm. And sounds like they're going to push it all the way to the 180 days. I don't think he's going to get out prior to the 180 <laughs> days. No. Um, so still has a few more months to go. But um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they hold on to him for at least 180 days before they let him go out on bail. And even then, he's probably still going to see a court case and find out, you know, I don't know if he's going to be allowed to leave Romania. And it's so serious that I guess the Romanian government seized $4 million in assets because, and I think this is how strong they think the case is, yeah. is those assets will be used to pay the victims uh, yeah. from whatever repercussion happens. It's a total of 29 assets and in, like individually it's like 15 cars 10 properties um watches money different things like that so pretty uh, yeah i don't think that i don't know if he's gonna get that stuff back no. um but yeah it's it, it's not looking good to me you know to turn this into like more of a discussion piece that to me like his his snow, snake oil salesman type of mentality and all that stuff like that's the scary part to me that Stuff like this grows on the internet. We've talked about like things like QAnon and that sort of thing, like how people can kind of get radicalized. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like, oh, a 25-year-old's going to know better. Like, yeah, I mean, you could say that about a 50-year-old, but 50-year-old people are like storming the Capitol now. Mm-hmm. You know, like people get radicalized. Like it happens. I think that it was a smart move to go down that road of like, oh, like I've found like Islam now. Mm-hmm. Well, Islam has a, a huge like cultural backing of like people becoming radicalized and like that's not me being racist or any of that shit yeah it's like that is the reality like christianity too like all those motherfuckers that are storming the capital like a lot of those would say that they're christian too they're doing it for jesus Yeah. yeah but i think he's doing this in like a super calculated way like he has so many like people of like the islamic faith like defending him on on instagram and all that stuff and it's like Dude, like this guy does not live by like the Islamic values that mm-hmm. like that you hold and value. You know, like he's a f- he just finds another thing to con and another thing to like. Sounds like a lot like a politician named Donald Trump, right? Yeah, claims holding to be up a, the Bible. Yeah, yeah, claims to be a Christian but does unchristian like things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the cult of personality. Who's right also there. in hot water? Like, yeah. <laughs> might be going to jail soon <laughs> as we release this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking wild shit. Like, um. Like, it, that to me is the scary part. That mm-hmm. is, like, like the, the fingerprint that he leaves in our culture isn't just, like, a now and, you know, whatever. There's going to be another Andrew Tate coming mm-hmm. out in another, like, five years, you know, who also will have some radical thing to say or whatever. And I think it's going to get worse and worse and worse with the Internet. Like, I've often said that, like, our just you know, I don't think our brains are developed enough to have that much information constantly be fed into us. Some of it's fun. Like some of it's like all this like sports talk and highlights of like, you know, whatever, like, you know, Andrew Wiggins just dunked and it was fucking crazy or whatever. Like it was like, and like, it's going to be top 10 and like shocking a fool type of shit, you know, like whatever it is. Like there's a fun point of the end of, of the internet. And then there's like, this dark underbelly that legitimately radicalizes people and like turns them into like what went from being like a normal kid. And now all of a sudden has all these like, well, I don't think black people should get to live in this country. We can turn this into a white, you know, like what or the, women the, shouldn't have rights anymore. Yeah, women like, should be subservient to men. Right. Victim needs that take responsibility yeah. for. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Prod boy shit is not that different than this shit. Like, and there's so much overlap that it should scare you. Like mm-hmm. it should be something that's like, like, like parent. I think it all starts with like parents monitoring like, like 100%. how much time, yeah, how much time <laughs> your kids get to be on the internet. There was this thing I I, I kind of want to bring it up to you as a topic because I had never heard of it. I think it's called like Star World or some shit like that. 
I had never heard about it. Randomly, one day my sister calls me and wants me to talk to my niece about about it, and I'm like, I had to do some googling on what it was. But apparently, there's like this whole like conspiracy that like this thing called Star World. I want to say it's Star World. It could be called something else. Where like it's like a video that scares little kids, and it's like I guess it scared a bunch of like kids that she goes to school with, and like it's mostly kids in that age group. And it's it, the creepy thing about it. It's like it's designed to be in the algorithm for kids in that youtube age group yeah and like so she stumbled across it and it scared the shit out of her and like she thinks like this podcast is us like traveling the world like debunking like the boogeyman around the world or whatever so she doesn't really understand she doesn't get to listen to this podcast because too much too many swear words oh your niece i already my niece oh i thought your sister (laughs) no 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 my niece she doesn't get to listen to this podcast because of the swear words and stuff but she she gets the gist of it that we're like Mulder and Scully type of shit, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, like, um, so my sister wanted me to talk to her and like explain to her like you know that there's like fake stuff on the internet and like all this stuff. But it's like it's really real. Like it's affecting like little kids of of like her age group. Like she's only at nine, mm-hmm. but it's like kids that age are getting fed all this stuff that like at my age like all, at that age all I was like fucking eating Doritos and like playing WWE like <laughs> like uh, Ahmed Johnson's gonna win the belt dude like it's just like it wasn't anything serious like now kids are getting fed like scary ass shit that like and that happened before too so again like like Andrew Tate and like all these like you know pyramid skied motherfuckers like yeah. it's all cyclical because that's why there is an app called YouTube Kids mm-hmm. because they were putting stuff in the algorithm like that like where Elsa was boning like the beast or whatever right but it would be like that Disney algorithm and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So when we post our YouTube videos, we explicitly have to say this is not for kids. So there, there's repercussions for it or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, like that—that's that's the newest thing from this. So this it never goes away. Like you might kill the beast, you might win the battle, but you don't win the war, kind of thing. Absolutely. The same thing with like this Andrew Tate thing. Like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Like yeah, Andrew Tate might be going to fucking you know, Transylvanian jail and shit, you know, (laughs) he's going to, him and his brother are going to get slow sucked to death or whatever. Right. But, (laughs) (laughs) but fucking, um, there, there's going to be another guy. It might be somebody that took clues or took, uh, took influence from his hustlers university program or that, that hypnotist guy who didn't get arrested. He's going to have to uh, latch himself onto some other internet personality or whatnot. Right. And spread that, misogynistic bullshit and like that pyramid scheme pyramid scheme bullshit onto somebody else and whatnot right so it's always going to be out there so my thing is this is like you got to be smarter than than what's already out there kind of thing the reason why you and i didn't have a fucking membership to fucking hustlers university is because we were smarter than that right i mean i know you made the joke about like you know jesus or whatever you know because yeah. <laughs> i do think that there's dudes like our age that and i don't think they're dumb like i'm not saying oh jesus you're dumb you're a fucking incel or anything like that no yeah but like I, socially intelligence right like there's social intelligence where you uh-huh. recognize you know the human mind like mm-hmm. we're naturally you you said this a million times on this podcast, like snake in the grass, like the color green, like we're, our brain is automatically trained to be able to recognize green out in the wilderness so we avoid the serpent in the grass kind we of thing. See, we see more shades of green than any other color. There you go, right there. And it's because of that, We don't because we want to avoid snakes. This is another form of a snake. And oh, by the way, within his fucking logo is a snake, is the King Cobra, going yeah. back to his kickboxing days. But... You, you see this on the internet all the time. And to me, like, you got to be smart about this. Like, what is the end game from this person's program? Is it, is, is he, does he have an intrinsic, 
you know, altruistic goal to make you a better person, then you need to become a priest and do this for free. You know, don't be a televangelist. That's two separate things or whatever, right? But if your end game is to get money from me, then it's like I already know it's a scheme kind of thing, right? And that, that to me, like that's that's I think where people need to be more intelligent with, like, oh, if the end game is you giving them more and more of your money, and you're having to, you know, say awful things about the women in your life or potential women in your life, then this this isn't for you, right? You need to disassociate yourself from that. But some people just don't have those tools. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a pretty. Uh pretty dangerous and i i do think that you know someone will take his place once he's gone mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the scary part yeah i don't and, know and i do think too and not to keep you know dragging this out but you know when we grew up as kids like th- there's something alluring to to that to people who are shocking right like when we grew up what was it? it was mortal Kombat because you know they fought and they you know blood came out like when you hit him you ripped their head off kind of thing like that was shocking because the world at that time was, oh, don't play Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers during recess. Well, this takes it even further than Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers or whatnot, right? 2020 had a big old segment about, you know, kids being too violent, you know, because of Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. Well, here's something even more violent that kids all gravitated towards, right? Uh, eventually, you know, wrestling went from like Hulk Hogan saying, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and you can be a great American and whatnot. To fucking, you know, you know, having Ahmed pro- Johnson showing his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Val Venus actually yeah. showing his dick off or fucking having bra and panty matches, that whole attitude era yeah. of wrestling and whatnot, right? So we saw this as kids, you know, Jerry Springer, Howard Stern, all that shit or whatever, right? And I think we grew up, you know, recognizing like that was just for shock value. You, you Rob Zombies, your Marilyn Mansons or whatever, right? But I do think there are people that do take these things a little bit too serious. And I think that like people like Andrew Tate, because I did, I try to live in the world of like the Andrew Tate fan. And I mean, yeah, a lot of it is a lot of like, and I hate to use this word, but a lot of it is like those beta incel dudes or whatever. Right. But some of the other people, you, I know you mentioned Joe Rogan, like those people right there. I don't that, consider, that, I don't that, consider them betas, beta males or whatever, but I do consider them like, oh wow. Like you're missing like that little piece or whatever that people yeah. that do defend them. I think Stella Berry, who's like a famous pornographic uh, actress, she was defending him. I was like, why? Like, he's literally attacking your people or whatever, right? Yeah. And like perverting your industry or whatever, right? And a lot of it was like, they write it off as like, oh, he's just just playing a character. And I was just like, no, he's not. Like, that's just a convenient pivot. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I do think that like... Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan is like, you know, the face of podcasting. He has like more listeners than like Tucker Carlson or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. the dude, what he says, a lot of people like, like, like it or whatever, or don't like it or whatever. But, um, but, but, but there is something about it, like that beta male, alpha male, I don't know. I, that's all like whatever to me. It's, I don't think there's even a thing, but, um, I do think that, um, People like there is like he's popular because of his UFC thing. Like that is like the thing that makes him more famous than anything else. Like n- nobody like puts him as a top ten comedian or anything like that or top ten actor or any like no one's like Fear Factor was my favorite show ever. <laughs> like <laughs> UFC is definitely the thing that like puts him on the map more than anything else. Um, 
And I do think that like UFC bro guy is is also the guy that's like is number one target, and that's probably that is why I, I, I Jesus came to mind because mm-hmm. he, he is that guy who is like, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch UFC mm-hmm. because there is something like like kind of like. I want to be macho guy type of thing. And I'm not saying everyone who watches UFC is like macho guy that wants to be that. Which we both watch UFC. We both watch UFC and like, I'm fine with it. But my problem is that there is, there is that guy like in that world. There is. It takes it too serious. Just like my comparison with like the Mortal Kombat, the Howard Stern's and the Jerry Springer's, the Marilyn Manson's or whatever. They're always that guy because anybody that grew up, in combat sports, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I took fucking kids karate or whatever, but there's always taught, like, within, like, those disciplines, like, a level of respect. And I'm sure Andrew Tate, like, when he took, you know, started training in kickboxing, there's always respect taught. Like, all those yeah. kung fu movies, like, that is the big, like, fucking overarching we, fucking thing is about respect. And once you remove that respect, right, and you mentioned, like, the UFC bro guy or whatever, like, when when that doesn't connect with it, like, yeah. then this becomes something else. That to me is like you know we, we before we started even recording we talked about Woodstock '99 a little bit and I think that that's the big difference between like seeing Corn was like the first like band to go on there and I feel like Corn goes on there and they tear it up and yeah there's not enough security and there's not enough water but for the most part shit it goes according to plan the way a metal concert normally goes like it's mm-hmm. not because we get it we, we get, get it yeah. And then you fast forward to what I would be like the UFC bro guy when like Limp Biscuit goes on and it's designed to be to you know, it's heavy like corn, it's this like corn, it's this and this and this, but it's not because it's designed for this other purpose. And mm-hmm. it's like it's kinda dumber, it's kinda like broish, it's kinda like it, it was Limp Biscuit leaning more into like let's get on M T V and like be like, you know, like now Kid Rock's popular. Like, let's do some <laughs> of that. Like, Kid Rock did the same thing, the same, like, vibe. But, like, nobody doubled down more than Limp Bizkit doubled down, you know? And, like, that to me is the same, like, like energy of, like, like I guess toxic masculinity or insecure masculinity or whatever. To me, it's, like, just insecure. Like, it comes across as super insecure. And, 100%. Like, like, toxic masculinity... It, is insecure masculinity like it, it is that yeah because if and i'm gonna use this example feel free to disagree with me or not if jason momoa was on tv telling you something and andrew tate was on tv telling you something i'm gonna graduate i'm gonna gravitate more towards uh jason momoa he's on tv talking about hey get these aluminum cups you can you can reuse them you don't have to you know you know and he's he's a very secure guy every Every uh-huh. girl wants to fuck him, and every guy wants to be him, or whatever. And a couple uh-huh. guys want to fuck him too. I'm looking at you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like Andrew Tate is like, like you said, there's like all sorts of stuff there. Uh, male powder and baldness, fucking, you know, got picked on as a kid, came from a horrible childhood, doesn't know how to deal with a, lo- a simple chess game loss kind of thing, right? Yeah. And it be, it's so apparent, like he's flashing all of his cars. I can't tell you one car that fucking Jason Momoa has, and I'm sure he has just as many, if not more cars, yeah. than fucking Andrew Tate. And by the way, all of his ex-girlfriends and ex-wives are hotter than the fucking sex ladies that Andrew Tate yeah. has, or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I... I to me, it doesn't matter. Like I, I don't oh, care. I agree. I, I, agree. I, I don't care what they look like. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. But I'm just. I'm saying, not. An, I'm not like an idol worshiper type person. But I'm anyway. just saying, like, it, like you mentioned, insecure masculinity. There's yeah. not an insecure bone in Jason Momoa at all. To me, it's like 
what's yeah i get it but it's like to me it's like the message of it like i like the message that like yeah i i mentioned jay-z at the beginning where i'm like dude jay-z is like super super like confident i don't think he's like the best looking guy i don't think he's this or that or whatever but it's like dude i can't think of anybody like more confident it's like mm-hmm. it's like you ain't dating beyonce you're not married to beyonce <laughs> yeah. andrew tate or whatever like exactly like it's just like come on like like on the flip side of that is like, why wouldn't Kanye West be the same way? Like Kanye West, very insecure guy, like mm-hmm. very like, you know, kind of falls apart at the seams every five seconds. Like, mm-hmm. like very Andrew Tate-ish or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like to me it's whatever. And also to be able to admit when you're wrong kind of thing. Yeah. I mean like, but, but yeah, I mean to me it's like, I don't care who's saying it. I just care about the message. Uh, I don't care. Like, who, who the person is i'm not gonna buy a dixie cup because andrew andrew tate is saying it or not saying it like like buy it because it works for me or it doesn't work for me type of thing and i think that's people should i don't know just like do a little more thinking on your own but but anyways i do think that that like that like want to be like macho mentality that isn't that's very inviting to that ufc bro buffalo wild wings hooters hangout type of thing <laughs> It is 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 exactly who like Andrew Tate like wants to go after, you know, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I think that we're at a point where like it's just so normalized by the internet that that's the scary part. That someone's gonna fill that void in eventually, whether oh, yeah. he goes to jail or not. Yep, hundred percent. Like I said, if in '92 that was still going on and it's still going on today, I mean, you're not stopping this beast. You just have yeah. to be smarter than the beast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but anyways, Art, you got anything else? Tell your mommy you booboo too, shall it was Jackman, shall it was That's it. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so if you got anything to say, if you want to defend Andrew Tate or if you want to add anything that we didn't uh, already talk about, I feel like we're leaving a lot on the table, even though this is like a longer podcast, like an hour and a half or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, there's some podcasts that went on for like three hours, and I was like, dude, I cannot do it or whatever, right? But uh, About this topic? About this exact same topic. I think H3 fucking has a fucking three-hour and 50-minute podcast on it. I got through 20 minutes of the banter and I was done. They're like a long form podcast where they banter a lot though. Yeah, like I need a lunch like, break after and, that. And they do that as like a job. Like they're getting like, oh, all right, here's our sponsor, me undies. <laughs> it's like, all right. We're literally doing this like on a day off as I'm a like hobby. I'm literally losing money being here right now, dude. Like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do overtime for my work. But anyways, if you have anything to say about Andrew Tate, if you agree, disagree, and whatnot, get us get at us at all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. For Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A One, or just comment on the YouTube channel or whatever. Uh, we'll engage in war, <laughs> I guess you could say, or you know, just have a, a nice conversation. I think people don't have enough of those. Uh, if you agree or disagree or not or whatever, right? So hit us up there if you want to help support this podcast. No, we don't have a Hustlers University, but we do have a Patreon. Uh, where if you like what we do, you can go on and donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever you want to donate. We we can't promise that we'll help you get laid or get more money on the crypto market or whatever, but we'll give you a bonus episode every single week. And nine times out of ten, those episodes that you hear over on the Patreon are better than the actual episodes that you're hearing today for free. So if you like us here, you'll absolutely love us over there. I think we talk about fucking 
Mario and fucking what else? Talk about Mario Kart for a long time. Yeah, Mario Kart. Who doesn't love Mario Kart? I know Talk Andrew. Talk about hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah, how a hot sauce is like fucking wine and cheese and shit. Talk about speed runs. Yeah, speed runs, <laughs> speed racers, speedos, all sorts of good stuff, guys. So head on over there. Uh, and you'll love us over there. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend handing on over to the official website at earnjacobdoamerica.com. Follow the merch links where uh, we currently have four designs up there. And it's not so much to help us monetarily, uh, but it does help promote this podcast. So if you're out in the universe, if you fly out to Romania, to the now defunct war room, <laughs> but you want to check out the Carpathian Mountains in the mountains of Transylvania, which I, which I highly recommend, which is a bucket list item for myself or whatnot, right? All those nice Transylvanians out there who are not a part of the War Room will see your Aren't Jacob Do America t-shirts, check out our podcast, and become a faithful listener. That helps us greatly because you are, you are a walking billboard, if you will. So if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, head on over to podbelly.com. Check out our boys over at the world-famous Sofa King podcast, as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories and Robots Ride. But with that said, Art, I am exhausted. I am tired time to enjoy the rest of my weekend off yeah, man. play some mario kart and shit you get your mario kart on hell yeah so with that said guys goodbye and good night